Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. In recent years, there's been a rise in the notion of the sisterhood, the ideal of women supporting women in the face of generations of discrimination. There have been great strides made, but there's also a frequently occurring dynamic that rears its head in the everyday interactions between women. And not only can it diminish other women, it can even prevent a woman from really coming into her own authority and power. Today we're discussing competition between women, why it happens from spirit perspective, what to look out for and how to navigate it, and how it can reveal ways for you to transcend distortions that you're unaware of that are keeping your vibration from rising. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration accompanying this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our channel by clicking on the red button below the video and leave a comment if you've had a similar experience yourself. I'd be curious to hear about it. Today in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing navigating the sisterhood, rising above rivalry. Sometimes I will talk to women about this hidden competition between women and then yeah. there's the obvious competition yeah. between women. And now we have all these women's groups set up and there's like a delusion, mm -hmm. I feel, at mm -hmm. the moment, that no such thing exists now because we have this sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And we have all these movements that have helped promote this sisterhood. Yep. Uh, and um, I think I would like to take a real gutty look at the truth of this competition between women and the sisterhood yeah. groups that are set up. Yeah. And sort of to unpack it a little bit. Yeah. And understand why it is that we have this mm -hmm. subtle, not so subtle competition between each other as mm -hmm. women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Right now, there's, you know, um, I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, like women supporting women, women for women, women supporting other business owners, women, you know, there's a lot of movement around that, which is really great. So I just want to preface our conversation by saying that. And there's this undercurrent that has happened through the feminine for a very long time. That's a really strong distortion where we, are, we compete against each other. And we don't necessarily want to. It comes from a pattern of fear and of scarcity because, I mean, it's not no big secret, but for millennia, uh, through all cultures, women have not been in a position of power. Oftentimes it's men that are in a position of power and being married to a man of power gave the woman power, especially if she started having his children. Okay, not always, but often. Mm. And so if that is your vehicle to power because you weren't allowed to be empowered in those cultures, societies, etc., then other women are a threat because you want to protect yourself and your children because often your relationship with the man is how you fed yourself, were safe, were cared for, were provided for. Mm. 
So that is the undercurrent, the underpinning of the competition amongst women. And now a days that we have women who can work and who make a lot of money on their own and all that stuff, you think, okay, well, that will resolve it, right? I mean, you don't need a man anymore to provide for you in the same way in terms of financial, right? You can go out, uh, get educated, get a job, be very successful. That's very possible now in our culture, much more than it was many years, like when my, my mother was, you know, a young woman. And yet there is still this underlying current of competition amongst women. So yes, there are moments where you have the sisterhood and it does help each other and it is supportive and it is amazing because, you know, women and in the feminine, we have a strong capacity for community, for empathy, for caring, for collaborating, for pulling together. And then there's the everyday relationships amongst women. And I think that's what we're addressing today. Yeah, I would love to go there. I yeah. mean, I can only speak for myself. I have been in places where I've just wanted to scratch the eyes of the woman standing next to me. Mm -hmm. And all the time I'm smiling and pretending I'm supporting her. And the whole time I'm hoping the hell she, feel, she feels at what she's going to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know. And I kept questioning myself. This Obviously, this was a long time ago. But I've, I've questioned myself. And I still look back and think, what was that? Is that just a low self-worth? Is that... Is that lineage? Is it, is it all of the above? I, I keep asking these same questions, but there, and like you say, maybe there is this undercurrent frequency that crosses across all the levels or how it could be happening, but we supposedly have progressed. Mm -hmm. Yet, even in my little social circle, I'm still seeing this happen. Oh, yeah. Women diminishing women. Yep. And so... I'd like to understand and I hope other women would like to understand what it is inside of them that makes them want to make this other woman smaller than her instead yeah. of just celebrating her greatness as well as my own greatness. Yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, it comes from this, for many women, okay, so I'm not saying, because nothing's universal, mm -hmm. but for many women, this is, I mean, and men express this in their own way. So women, men, you know, they're very different. The masculine and the feminine is very different. Mm -hmm. But uh, women have been, are, it's funny, you know, we're taught, or at least um, our generation, you know, you know, it's like harder to be more direct. Like that's more masculine, yeah? Mm. So, meaning for me and my generation of women, you know, we were taught like you don't need to depend on a man, you've got to go out and get an education so you can be financially stable and all that sort of stuff, yes? Mm. And then there's this also at the same time, at least for the women that I know and, and uh, my generation, that um, it's like there's that and yet there's like the relationship with women which is more passive. Yeah. You know, it's not direct. You're not going to like come out and say, be like, you're such a bitch. You know what I mean? That might happen, but it's, it's not that overt. So meaning you'll say something like what will happen is things that are said are more catty. Right? Yeah. They're more diminishing. And why do we do all that? It's often because we don't have a strong sense of who we truly are, meaning we are only aware of our little s self perspective. And in that perspective, which is per like having to do with the ego mind, right? that association with the ego mind, it's always comparing. The ego mind is always comparing this against that, me mm. against her, me against what you see on social media, me against what I see in a magazine. You know what I mean? It's constantly comparing. Yeah. So if it's constantly comparing and you're falling up short, the way to make the ego mind feel better 
and also the pain body sometimes. And if you don't know what the pain body is in the ego mind, I think watch episode three or something like this. Like way back in the beginning, we talked about the two things that will slow you down the most. Yeah. That needs to feed on feeling more powerful, more right, more strong, more astute, more beautiful, more whatever fill in the blank, more accomplished. Yeah. And so the way to do that is to take someone else down. Because if you don't feel that yourself, the way that you feel that way is comparatively to someone else. So if you can take them down and you feel them contract, you're like, ah, you know, you get, you get this little bump of, I feel better now. It's, and at the same time, as you and I have discussed in the past, you can also, if you have some modicum of self-reflection and self-awareness, also feeling kind of terrible because you know you just took that woman down. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I also wonder as well, in that movement from being disempowered and needing to be with a strong man to have the power, mm -hmm. we moved into being educated. And I think there, there was a glitch somewhere there as well because we were taught in my generation that we had to go and get the jobs like the men. Mm -hmm. And to want to be a mother and have kids was, whoa, come mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. You know, in this day and age, we are a woman, we mm -hmm. are empowered. And, yeah. and women that ran that frequency of, being as, as successful as a male, mm -hmm. see, they would diminish the women that wanted to stay and be caregivers or mm -hmm. you know, have the children. So there was like this disparity between women yes. straight away. Yeah. One it's, was less than the other. Yeah, it's fascinating to me because the women's movement, while it did things like address wage disparity and educational options and a whole bunch mm -hmm. of different things, okay? So mm -hmm. it was important. It also, as you said, framed the masculine as the ideal yeah so if you were in your masculine that's how you became successful because the masculine is what set the par the parameters for success in our culture so in order for women to succeed we had to be in our masculine you know you had to be direct and organized and focused and clear and achieve a whole bunch of things and whatever and a lot of women did that and are doing it yeah. and are very good at it yeah okay but you're right it's like in that moving into the masculine even though we are women doing that we disparage the feminine, mm -hmm. like it's like it's weak and not desirable, and still like oh she relies on her beauty and her man takes care of her. And I was like, have you ever like watched a mother take care of a house and their kids? It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but it's a lot of work. And there's shame if you're in your feminine and you're a caregiver. Yeah. There's shame also if you're trying to be a man and successful, yeah. you know? And then if, for God forbid, you're actually working and trying to take care of your children, there's shame around that because obviously you can't succeed at both because, you you know, and the women are really hard on themselves because they have to be perfect at both. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, it's just exhausting, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's interesting within the feminine how there's distortion. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It seems to matter where you go. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's... There's like splitting and sort of shaming around that, no matter what the distortion. And it comes down to if you feel this in yourself, like somehow you're deficient at whatever role that is that you take on. You're the career woman, the mother, trying to do both. When you feel this deficient, the ego mind gets really strong and we want to feed it to feel good. So mm -hmm. we start to put down people around us whether it's your partner, but it can also be in other women around around you. And it's interesting, I've watched a lot of women in their masculine like isolate themselves from other, other women because they think of them as weak. So they'll kind of like join the men mm -hmm. and making fun of the feminine when women are just like, okay, I gotta choose a side here. So I'm gonna like join the boys. She can't be in her feminine authentically, I'm not saying always, 
often, yeah. unfortunately, in yeah. the corporate world, often. So if she's not identifying with the masculine, she's like less than, and she'll be associated as less than because she's in her feminine. Mm -hmm. So it can be really hard, and I think it's interesting. I've watched men, and they'll mentor other men, like in a corporate situation, right? So yeah. there'll be a guy who's like the alpha, right? He's like the head sales guy. He's the head of product development. He's the CEO, whatever, and he'll mentor a guy, like a younger man, yep. right, to have them come up and like replace them or whatever. Women don't mentor as well. I don't know what it is, but they'll, like I said, side against like a woman, a younger woman coming up. It's kind of like a threat. It's interesting. So it's really about why are we running, like what is it in us that feels like if we don't take someone down, we ourselves are diminished or at, at, or like, uh, at risk, Yeah. you know? Or at risk of losing our value. Yeah, exactly. Right? At risk of losing our value. Which would clearly indicate that there is no value there if you can lose it exactly. that easily, yes. right? Exactly. I think for me, what, what highlighted it for me and why I really wanted to dig deep with this and be brutally honest is that I've been to a few women's groups. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they do, like any group, you go around and introduce yourself. And I never once hear, do you know, when I was a little girl, I really wanted to do this. No, what I hear is, I've done this. I used to run this business, this business, this business. And straight away, I'm sitting in this women's group and I'm hearing about a success card. Tick, mm -hmm. tick, tick, tick. I'm like, wow, what's happened to us? Mm -hmm. You know, who are we? What is being in your feminine? What does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean? Exactly. And I think it means however that's uniquely expressed in you. And what I would say is at this level of consciousness, the feminine is highly distorted because we have all this scarcity, all this fear, all this oppression, abuse of power, like power dynamics. And ultimately, competition amongst women is a power dynamic. And it comes from a place of feeling uncertain oneself. It based, is based in that fear. So if you can stretch a release distortion yourself of like, where do I feel like I'm incomplete? Why do I feel like I need to feel better than this person? Why do I feel threatened by a woman who's younger? Yeah. Especially the ones who are bright, you know, the ones who have it all, mm -hmm. who seem like they have it all. Yeah. They're pretty, they're young, right? This is what society values. Yes. And they're smart, and they're ambitious, and they're, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All these things. And they have a ton of energy to make it all happen. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they are not jaded yet, and they're just going because they want to change the world or whatever it is they want to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of women feel threatened by that, you know? And so it's like, okay, well, that means that you have distortion within yourself that sees yourself as less than. You, yeah. you yourself don't understand the magnificence of who you are, like the wisdom that you hold, the grace that you have, what you've learned, the generosity that you can be. How, like, because the feminine can be very collaborative mm -hmm. and very nurturing. You know, and I'm using these words, and it's interesting because it's almost like a negative like distortion around those mm -hmm. because it's like not valued. Yeah. And I'm like, that is how strong teams, how strong cultures, how strong like um, movements even are built. So because you, you, it's not just about one person often. If you're gonna make, have massive impact, it's always about a collective of people who are helping to move towards this thing. So it's, it's interesting to me that we negate the feminine within us, but if you start to clear the distortion around those feminine traits, you know, collaboration, nurturing. You know, what I notice also is a woman who's strong in her feminine would be like, oh, you're strong here, let's make you stronger. Yeah. You're weak here, let's look at that. Yeah, let's How make you, you stronger. stronger. <laughs> yes, because it's like the mother, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you see both, the strength and the weakness. Okay, let's go, let's make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
in that archetype, it's really about um, making the person better, the whole better. You know, it's all about that sort of interconnectedness. And I feel like when women went into their masculine, we kind of lost that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it from way back, from where I, I don't know where the consciousness began that the women should be diminished, but the first source of it for me was the Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm not religious, but you know, I'm not religious yet. Even I knew mm -hmm. that we were sinners. Yes, <laughs> right. The, the temptress, you mean? Yeah, we oh. were this temptress. We were Eve, and we seduced Adam, who was supposed to be the son of God. How was he seduced so easily? I mean, we never stopped to ask these questions. You know, <laughs> he couldn't have been that strong. You know, but I mean, moving on. The other side is that for me, the the feminine isn't a thing, and it's not not in a man. Yeah. You know, it's not in the masculine either. There's not one or the other. Yes. They're intertwined. And Absolutely. for me, like the feminine is a realm, it's a current, it's a flow. Mm -hmm. Right. And if if we, like you say, if we as women stop looking out and start looking in. Yes. And use each other to do that and stop this, I don't even know what to call it, but like I can say to you, hey. Come on, mm -hmm. you know, give me something else here. Mm -hmm. Don't just give me your, the authenticity. Mm -hmm. you know, if we can pull that and draw that out, I think maybe then we could maybe start to understand a little bit more about who we really are. Because we all have this feminine flow, right? Yeah. But we're because we're embodied in a feminine body, mm -hmm. female body, mm -hmm. we have a slightly advantage to it than the man does, mm -hmm. right? We yeah. have this direct interconnected kind of molecular way of understanding what nurturing is I mean mm -hmm. you know at all levels so mm -hmm. why don't we cultivate that rather than you know cultivating these other things that we've learned mm -hmm. so the take sorry I'm, I'm waffling on a bit but the, the take home is come back to self yes. right yeah always and, yes right? and how do you express that because I think the other thing too is like to nurture, people always think of that as like a mother. Like mm. you have to have children. No. I'm like, you can nurture work. You can mm. nurture a community. You can nurture a team. You can nurture a movement. You can nurture a business. You can nurture all kinds of things. Yeah, you right? can nurture your husband. You can nurture your male. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can nurture all kinds of things. Your garden. It doesn't really matter. It's yeah. all like part of that. And once you start to release your distortion patterns, it's really important to do because the feminine is different for each of us in the sense of how much of it we embody and mm -hmm. how much of it we relate to. Because we all have different ratios of masculine and feminine within us, yeah. as you mentioned, yes? Yeah. So some women are more naturally, like have a different, like a different proportion of all of those things. So how they express yeah. that is going to be different. But the key is to release a distortion around it so that you can find your authentic expression of the feminine for you without needing to like reference someone outside of you and be like, that's threatening to me that is less than because, or they're threatening my kids, so I've got to get involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of interesting what happens now a lot with parents and moms who get in the way of, like, trying to defend their kids, which I, I get, you know, like, I understand why moms try to rally for their kids because mm -hmm. that's part of, like, who you are. And I've just noticed it's gotten, like, really out of hand in some ways, yeah. you know, where um, moms are really actually abusive to teachers, for example, I've seen that happen mm -hmm. um, and heard stories of that happening. And I'm like, this person's trying to facilitate your child for eight hours a day or however long it is, and you're undermining them because you don't think what they're doing is appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, Ugliness of it. Yeah. I think I just told you a story about a 
poor wee lassie that was invited to a party and then uninvited mm -hmm. because the mother decided that the situation that was happening between her daughter and the other daughter was not appropriate enough. Even mm -hmm. though it had already had the intervention, both parents were aware of it, it was nothing serious. Nobody mm -hmm. was getting hurt. Mm -hmm. It was silly little kid stuff. Mm -hmm. and she decided it wasn't good enough, so after giving the invite, took it away to hurt, to deliberately hurt and punish mm -hmm. the mother and the daughter. Right. And I was really sad. I thought, in this day and age... Yeah. You're talking about the friend's mom now. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, yeah, the friend's mom. I was like, in this day and age, why do we want to do that? Why don't we just sit down and discuss it authentically, sit mm -hmm. with each other and say, well, this sucks. How are we going to fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes... Um, Actually, to me, this requires a higher resonance because you have to, because when you, I talk about a higher resonance all the time or a higher vibration and people are like, well, what does that mean? It means that as you rise in resonance or rise in vibration that you are wanting to, because your resonance is higher, buoy the resonance of what's around you mm -hmm. because it feels good to have that reflect you. Yeah. Sense? yeah. And so therefore it's not really about me and you. It's about the whole thing that's happening. Yeah. You know, the whole dynamic. And then as your resonance rises and rises and rises, it gets bigger and bigger. Meaning and so more reflections of that are coming back. It's almost like a, a vortex or a spiral exactly. spiraling up, right? Exactly. It gets wider and you can get that reflection coming back. Yeah. And what you can create is massive when that yes. happens, right? Exactly. And it's kind of an interesting thing as your resonance rises, you become more generous in a way. Mm. Because you don't have to not be. You don't have to hoard things, mm -hmm. you know. You don't have to, like, hold things to you because they're scarce. And people always think of generosity as money. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, am I going to give money? But it's also about generosity of spirit, mm -hmm. you know. Like, and I'm not saying extend yourself when you're too, you know, I'm no. not talking about, like, the, the martyr or the sacrifice yeah. where you're like, I have to help because I'm supposed to. I'm not talking no. about that. But, I mean, it's like when you feel like you can to extend something, right? And yeah. I'm, in terms of... I actually could help you with this, and it, it's it's this is what I can give. Would you like it? You know what I mean? Or even if you make um, food for someone, people always think of generosity as like charity works One or thing. or money, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. There's generosity of spirit that is um, basically a way of saying kindness. Yeah. You know, and I feel like as we rise in our resonance, not only does that generosity become more so because you have nothing to fear in terms of loss mm -hmm. or having scarcity, we become generous with others, right? And so therefore, we also have a different perspective. It's like, okay, well, you're having that response. What's going on here? And you have the, you know what I mean, the perspective to be able to have the clarity to see what's happening with this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have you the know? distance then Yes. to manage your own reactions. Yeah. yeah, and can I stay present with this person? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. I'm not suggesting that you have a particular outcome, like this person must agree with me. It may be that you agree to disagree. Yeah, which is, for me, that's an in indication of the strength or authority the person has within themselves, right? Yeah. It's okay, you don't have to agree. agree. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like you recognize, oh, we have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. We don't agree. That's okay, but I respect your perspective. Yeah, and I'm not going to try and diminish it, and I'm not going to try yeah. and change it. And in fact, in some time in the future, I may come to you so I can see it from your side of it. You know, yeah, if we can mine. have, if we can be open to that. Yeah, even just that. Yeah, right. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like this competition amongst women is really mired in this consciousness level, and it really takes the discipline to, or the desire, mm. or the awareness 
to scan within yourself, what is it? That, what's the distortion that makes me feel like I have to take this woman down so that I feel better? Because really that's the gift in it. Where is, like, why did I just do that? That's yeah. just weird, you yeah. know? What so, inside of me is struggling right now? Yes. Yeah, what do I need to do for myself? Self. Yeah, like, why do I not feel loved? Why mm -hmm. do I not feel safe? Why do I not feel provided for? Why do I not feel heard? Why do I, you know, why any of those things, why is that happening? Mm -hmm. and to address the distortion because only you can free yourself from that. Nothing outside of you is going to do that. Mm -hmm. You have to do it for you. And it's about honesty as well, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got the accountability, like you say, but it's about brutal honesty with yeah. self. Okay, right now, I want to scratch her eyes out because I feel completely inadequate standing next to her. Mm -hmm. To be able to allow yourself to say that mm -hmm. in the first place mm -hmm. because you've let go of all the social recommendations about what a successful woman should be mm -hmm. to allow yourself to feel vulnerable and inadequate and yeah. say, I want to scratch your eyes out right yeah. now. Oh, crikey, what's happening? What's what's showing up inside of me now that, you know, thank you, because of this little interaction, I, know. I can pinpoint some sort of distortion in here that needs healing, you know? Yeah. Well, doesn't need healing, but needs updated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or needs to be addressed and released yeah. and let go of and moved on from. Yeah, exactly. So I can grow. Exactly. Yeah. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for navigating the sisterhood, rising above rivalry. So in this introductory group frequency calibration meditation, we're going to begin to address some of the non-worthiness patterns or non-deserving patterns that cause us to feel like we have to compete with other women or tear them down to make ourselves feel better. So some of us have more challenge with feelings of non-worthiness and non-deserving than others. So for those of you for whom this is a deeper pattern, I do recommend that you check out the Feeling Worthy Deep Dive, which is available on the website. For now though, let's settle in and become aware of the body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your back body, from your heels 
all the way up the backs of the legs, over the butt, the lower back, over the back of the rib cage, the shoulder blades, back of the neck, up the back of the skull, all the way to your crown. Noticing the back body. And if you're sitting or lying down, noticing the weight against your back body or being borne by your back body. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath in this moment, notice if you have a compulsion to change it or if you can simply notice it as it is right now. And as you notice your breath, Now allowing yourself to deepen it, for it to become more full, for it to take up more time, allowing it to slow down. To really take up much more room in the body. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you, like a balloon. Excellent. Cultivating spherical awareness, which is important if you want to start to really expand your intuition and to start to explore your limitlessness. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the air on your skin. Noticing if that air feels heavy and hot and damp, or whether it feels cool and light and dry. 
können. Excellent. And now, blink your eyes open and notice the quality of the light. You're not looking at anything particular but the quality of the light, which changes all the time, depending on the time of day, the time of year, what the weather is doing. Just noticing the quality of the light for a couple of seconds. And keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, Triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of these three inanimate objects, becoming aware of the distance between each object and you, and the feeling of that distance between each object and you. So for example, if object A is the nightstand. And the nightstand is about four feet to you. Noticing the distance of four feet to you and then feeling that distance. And then doing the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more focused, and more present for you. Mm -hmm. Good. And once you've completed triangulating, blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum, or said differently, your breastbone, that thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So just becoming aware of the solar plexus by bringing your hand or perhaps some fingers to this space. Breathing normally. And if you haven't already, blinking your eyes closed. Let's take a deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of six. And then whenever you have held your breath for that six count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, and then holding your breath out 
also for a count of six. And whenever you've completed that one single long deep breath, breathing normally, And what we're doing, for those of you who are new, is we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. This is really important because in order for the mastermind to give each of the participants the most momentum, it needs to come into coherence. So whilst we wait for this to happen, please note for some of you who are new, that I am working on you at the group and subgroup level. That I occasionally work in silence. And when that is happening, I don't make sound because it only drops the frequency resonance of the vibrational level, which does not serve you. And I'm silent typically when the frequencies that we're working with are very high and the mastermind is moving fast enough for us to be able to not only access them, but then to integrate them. I also do make sound. So you'll hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And often this is how I release some of the heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And. If I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you're running. And if you resist something that I say, it's also likely a distortion pattern that you were running. So I encourage you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. All right. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, bringing your attention, please, from the belly button all the way up in a straight line over the front center of the body to the heart space right in the center of your chest in your nipple line. So keeping your attention on this line, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, Imagining, sensing, feeling a brilliance at your very core that starts to become very, very bright 
because you have your attention on it. And as that brilliance expands even more, it radiates out through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bone structure, out through your flesh, your muscle, and your skin, into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length, all around you. Becoming aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please imagine the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance or vibrational level up, irrespective of where it began. And as some of you know already, how high your vibration or frequency resonance is determines everything from what your life looks like, how you feel about it, how you respond to it, how much abundance you can experience and change can occur. Yeah. So it's one of the most important things we do together. Good. Bringing your attention right into the center of that solar plexus, which again is between your belly button and the base of that sternum. So bringing your hand here or some fingers, really noticing this part of the body. Okay, so we're going to start to release this first layer of um, not enough. For some of you, it's I'm not lovable enough. For others of you, it's simply I am not enough. For others of you, it will show up as I have 
to do a lot in order to be worthy of receiving love or attention or um, time or thoughtfulness. Like I have to do something in order to have that. So these patterns run really deep for some of you. Okay, so this may not be the first time that you've encountered them for some of you who've been doing this work for a little bit longer. And you'll know that it's something that is harder for you to release because it runs so deep. So let's release this layer. Yep. And as we're releasing this, we're also going to release this distortion pattern right behind it. Which creates a dynamic that's sort of a vicious circle. Okay, and it has to do with your ego mind. So this pattern of low self-worth, non-deserving, okay, however it shows up for you, or non-worthiness, is tied into a dynamic with the ego mind that if you can feel better than someone else, then somehow you feel this distortion less. Okay, like numbs out this distortion or um, uh, makes it less sensitized for you. That's a better way of saying it. Okay, so it doesn't hurt you as much. So let's release that as well. So this is for a large subgroup. It's not for everybody, but it's a large subgroup. So since we're in here releasing some of these really sticky things, even if you would prefer to not admit this, let's... Release this pattern. Yep, allowing yourself to soften into the space of the solar plexus. If you don't like the word soften, imagine melting into, dropping into, or moving into this space. Good. Yep. And bringing your attention right into that xiphoid process at the base of the sternum and right into the center of that solar plexus. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is the dynamic of power and survival. So if you're not better than someone else, then your survival is threatened. Okay, so that means that you're in competition all the time, whether you want to be or not. Whether or not you prefer collaboration or community, doesn't matter. Okay, so let's release this. Yep. 
imagining, sensing, feeling, or being aware of a really deep blue. Starting to fill and then radiate out through the center of you in all directions. Bringing your attention back to that xiphoid process, right at the base of your sternum, and straight down towards the belly button by about three inches to seven centimeters. And as you bring your attention to that line, clearing out the pain body, Your pain body has a memory of you before all the distortions are released. So it makes it harder to integrate with the higher resonating version of you. This smooths it out. Just takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion Usually, there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.